everybody. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Brand the Boys Wrestling Podcast, which is my new intro that I'm just going to stick with because <laughs> every podcast needs an intro, sort of like a <laughs> thing that you do in the beginning of every episode, so that's going to be it. I apologize. <laughs> Until we do our acapella entrances. <laughs> yes, we need to acapella entr- the we, we decided that Brock Lesnar would be the easiest and most hilarious because you're just like, dang. Dun, 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 dun. But we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that later. Great. Uh, so we're recording this pretty late on a Friday, on the eve of NXT Takeover or SummerSlam weekend. Ideally, we would record this earlier, but you know we got stuff to do. We're moving our we're actually moving apartments tomorrow, so it's amazing we recorded this in the first place. Be thankful. Right. So, how are you guys doing? How are you doing, Nick and Roberta? Are we are we excited? More excited for? I don't know. I don't know what I'm excited for. I'm just, I'm just stoked. It's SummerSlam. It, yeah, it's always a good week. It's always a good time to be a wrestling fan when there's an NXT and a Big Four pay per view. Indeed, indeed. We're going to get into all of our uh, picks here. Roberta is retaining champion of the of the picks of the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. I don't remember even at all. I don't either. I don't. It's all blur. You just remember that you won. I just remember that I won. <laughs> uh, but before we get into uh, the match cards and our picks, there is some... Uh, recent controversy in the wrestling world this week, so much so that I don't know if any, everyone are you guys familiar with uh, Philip DeFranco on YouTube? Not really. Uh, he's he's a YouTube guy. He's been on YouTube for a long time, and he does like a daily news show on YouTube that gets at least a million views per episode. And he he, he talked about the Dave Meltzer Peyton Royce thing on his show, and I'm like, whoa, that's. The story is getting a little mainstream attention here. Um, so the long and the short of it is that on Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer podcast, uh, he made some comments about the Iconics, which feature Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. And he was basically saying that they weren't really doing it for him on the main roster and that... Correct me if I'm wrong, but basically he he so he surmised that um, Peyton Royce's looks and or weight might have something to do with it. They, they were he was inferring him and Alvarez were inferring that she looked better in NXT, and Meltzer closed that segment by saying she was lighter. Right. And uh, Peyton Rice responded on Twitter, basically saying that, you know, this is how, uh, you know, eating disorders get developed in young girls. And there's a lot of very negative responses to uh, Mr. Meltz over this. Even Seth Rollins, I I think, tweeted at him. Minus six stars, Dave, for his uh, <laughs> for his not very good apology. He like sent out this apology his, tweet. That's when I first saw it. 
mm-hmm. his apology tweet. It was basically like, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. You're really hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he said like she was ex- exceptionally gorgeous or something, which is really creepy. Yeah. yeah. It just went from like one end to the other. <laughs> it's just like, bro, you're just, you're messing all of this up. He's like, he's like, I didn't mean to call you ugly. Totally would smash. <laughs> Whoa, Dave. <laughs> on, the, on the scale of uh Wooden like, to Wood Smash. <laughs> like fuck Mary Kill, you would be on the fuck scale. <laughs> the girl with the smackable ass. Yeah. So, what do you guys what, what do you guys think about all of this? I I, I have just a, a general opinion of that. Yeah, the comments weren't weren't great. I think that the larger conversation around it should be the sort of double standard that gets thrown at women wrestlers and just women entertainers as a as a whole. I mean, I don't know if he was like, uh, this definitely wouldn't cause, be cause for, or it would, be, it would be weird if he was like, oh, Andrade Cien Amas isn't doing super well on the main roster. He, he, was, he was lighter in NXT. Like, that would be weird. Like, he wouldn't comment on a male wrestler's appearance in response to them struggling on the main roster, I don't think. So I think that just brings up a lot of stuff regarding women entertainment, but what do you guys think? It's it's weird because wrestling or I'm, it wrestling is very body centric. Oh yeah, I'd say at least fifty percent body centric. Now, before it was far more about about what you looked like. Um, like there's no like just just go look at the Hulkamania era. When, you know, Hulk Hogan, he was big, ripped, you know, muscle man, 24-inch pythons. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, big, ripped. Ultimate Warrior, big, ripped. You know, there's a reason why Earthquake never won the championship. Earthquake was an awesome wrestler, but he's a big, fat guy. (laughs) You know, he he was never going to win the title because he doesn't look good. And Vince Vince McMahon is a huge bodybuilding guy. And even even more modern days, like, you know, there's a reason why Eddie Guerrero won the title in 2004, because he was jacked. He was steroid jacked. I mean, look at the Jinder Mahal thing of recent memory. Yeah, G- yeah, Jinder Mahal is what? Rey Mysterio, he was the biggest he'd ever been in his life when he won the world title in 2005. You know, it, it's, it's systemic of wrestling that people always do the best when they look their best. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is huge in comparison to what he looked like in NXT. He was so skinny. So, yeah, wrestling is a lot about the way you look. But we live in this society where you can't just go around saying things like that about women. You can't say, you you know, you can't say, oh, you know, she's put on a little weight, you know, not doing it for me. It's just, you, you just can't do that. Especially if it's not part of their gimmick. 
Because like that was Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. That was kind of the gimmick of the whole thing. One of those issues where, but especially right now on the male side of things, there are a lot of different body types going on. Because, I mean, there's Kevin Owens, and then there's, like, Mm -hmm. Finn Balor, who is, like, small, but, like, shredded. And then there's Kevin Owens, who looks like the maker wrestler you make on, (laughs) on a video game. And they're both really, really popular. And there's like these, but, and nobody's like going to say, yeah, these same comments don't happen with men. And I don't think people pay as much attention. Like, I mean, yeah, we're going to notice when like Ambrose comes back twice the size he was before. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't think anybody really comments on men's appearances unless something major has occurred. Like the difference between, Gender Mahal then and all now where it's just like twice the size he was. Almost three times the size he was. And mm-hmm. the same happened with like Drew McIntyre. He's massive now and he wasn't yep. before. But Peyton Royce, it's like maybe it's like a couple pounds. Like I don't honestly see any difference with her like at all. And it's just like these really so while Male wrestlers obviously get scrutinized for their looks as well. Women, it's much more nitpicky. Like, I see that you gained a little weight in your, like, right bicep or something. It's just, like, it's the really, really nitpicky things because they're being examined far more for their looks because that's how a lot of people see them as, like, they're for them to look at. And to enjoy looking at them instead of enjoying watching them do some incredible things, watching them be athletes, do the sport that they're really good at. They want to watch them. That's like the level of entertainment value that some people for. And men don't generally So when comments like this are made about a woman, it's going to cause issues thing and it's just like a symptom so I'm glad people are talking about it because it's not just wrestling it's also like Hollywood it's music anything where you're like in the public eye hell politics Well, I, I, I do think it's good that I think over the last several years there have been some like inroads for women's wrestlers who don't fit like the traditional, they're super hot looking mold. Like, mm-hmm. you know, on the main roster, you've got, and I'm, I'm not obviously not saying they're unattractive, but in like this, the the traditional sense, like in the, like 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 the divas era sense, where you just straight up had models wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like Ruby Riot has an alternative look. Um, I think mm-hmm. like Sarah Logan kind of does. Sonia Deville does have like a, that they just don't look like your traditional WWE diva characters, which is great. But if you look at you know who gets shot, shot to the top, who are the champions right now? Carmella and Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. 
and you know you're you're saying before that like you do you get pushed the most when you look when you look really really good and they both look really 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 good in the traditional sense so i think it's just going to be one of those things of slow progress i think it's cool like i remember watching the mayan classic there was a lot of women's wrestlers who didn't look like your average women's wrestler you see on a Jet. WWE roster Jazzy Gabbert, she's my girl. I <laughs> loved her in the Mae Young Classic. She she got out in the first round. I was disappointed. But yeah, I, I I think it's just a remnant of what has happened in the past and will probably continue to happen for a long time. But I think there is progress being made, which is good. And I'm sure uh, Dave will recover. One more thing before we move on. Um, fuck you, Dave. The Iconics are the best. I love you, Peyton. I love you, Billy. If you ever, if you ever need to pick me up, Bert, Bert and the boys always got you. Yeah, if you just listen to our, our lovely podcast. I, I, do, I do love the Iconics. I, I, I kind of wish that they aligned them with Carmella at the beginning. And then they could have just like waited for a chance to turn on her or something. That could have been good. I don't know. I just feel like they got lost in the shuffle, which is they should have kept her as they should have kept them as her minions. Maybe, they they'd not, at least be doing something. Maybe not minions, but like I don't know. They could have done something there. They could have used them instead of James Ellsworth again. Yeah, Roberta's favorite guy. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem with him personally. It's just his character is infuriating. Which is what's by design. Alright, so let us move on to the picks. So there is a ton of matches. I think this time around we're going to skip the kickoff show. We usually pick the kickoff show matches, but they are usually of zero consequence. And (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cedric and Gulak. I long for the day when Cedric and Gulak can replace like i don't know i don't know who legends and new day yeah but then all the tag teams would be on the pre-show anyway i i i think cedric and gulak should be on the main show and even though this isn't going to count for predictions i really hope drew gulak wins because his heel championship run on 205 would be incredible (laughs) it would be so good with his PowerPoint, just like <laughs> saying, I finally made a better 205 Live with 205 Live is being remade in my vision. It would be <laughs> awesome. Anyway, um, we're just going to go through it in this list I saw online. I don't know if this is how the matches will go in sequentially, but we're just going to go with it. Um, this one, don't really have anything to say about uh, Shinsuke over Jeff Hardy. Because why is this match even happening? Because we have <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason I can. Jeff Hardy is feuding with Randy Orton right now. Yeah, he's wrestling Shinsuke. They're, they're kind of like both feuding with Randy Orton, but Randy Orton's too busy uh, showing writers his penis. <laughs> What now? <laughs> it, you guys haven't wait, you guys haven't heard that? No. A bunch of a bunch of former WWE creative writers have come out and said that when you first meet Randy Orton, he's gonna like he'll 
like come into the room where you are and like whip his junk out and like touch himself and then like reach out to shake your hand with that hand and then if you don't shake his hand if you don't don't shake his hand he goes (laughs) if you don't shake his hand he goes to triple h and is like hey this guy is too cool to shake my hand and then you know like gets you off gets you off on a wrong foot with the company oh my god Uh, i'm telling you spoiler alert right there spoiler alert randy orton's an asshole (laughs) (laughs) because we didn't know that already I mean, he did leave shits in the diva's purses in like 2006. <laughs> what a piece of shit! How old is he? He's how old is he? He's in his like, mid 30s now. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, dude. <laughs> Time to be an adult. <laughs> so we all pick Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> um, next up. Carmella versus Becky versus Charlotte Women's SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, this one was a little tough for me. I'm just going to go with Carmella to retain because Becky and Charlotte cost each other the match. That's what I picked. Yeah. I Carmella. Figure, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Carmella has really been, like, since the brand split and everything, she has gotten just exponentially better on a consistent basis. She is, like, like if you haven't gone if you haven't seen her or the segment from SmackDown on Tuesday, go and watch it. Like she's really good on the mic now. Yeah, I've been enjoying her mic work. She's vastly improved. Her I think we said this before, but her like heel cackle laugh thing is so It's good. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about it. So do you have Carmella too, Nick? Yes. Oh got Carmella. Um, I've got uh, the Miz over Daniel Bryan because wow, that was some jump from <laughs> in the shows. I mean, that's just how they listed it out. It's probably I, I hope this goes on a little later, but um, picking the Miz because the babyface usually doesn't win in the first match of a feud, and we know this feud has got legs. So you guys both have Miz, yeah. Oh, I actually put Daniel Bryan, and really, my only reason for that is so the fan, so the Smarky S- S- SummerSlam fans, that was hard to say, um, have something to pop for when Roman wins. Mm. A spoiler alert: that's my pick for later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, even it out. You're not okay. You gotta you gotta take the good with the bad, I suppose. Uh, next up, Seth Rollins versus Ziggles for the IC Championship. Um, Ziggler and his horrific hair. I know. Oh my Hilarious. god, it was so badly straightened. Got shocked by lightning. Uh, I mean, I think it's I think it was perfect for his you know heel persona to have that disgusting <laughs> hair. Uh, this one was tough for me. I think with the reintroduction of Dean Ambrose, uh, Seth will beat Ziggles. And they seem to be teasing a lot that Drew is going to go for the Universal title at some point. And, spoiler alert, (laughs) if Roman wins, 
That is a great first sort of feud for Roman against an up-and-coming guy who looks awesome, who's going to put on good matches, and isn't supposed to beat him. So I think we'll have a Seth victory, and then we'll sort of transition into Drew being the guy with the... I wouldn't say with the belt, but the guy who's sort of the, in the in the leading role of the of the team. So. And I'm excited to see what Dean's gonna do. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna do something something cool. I don't know. He's gonna do is. bicep curls at ringside. <laughs> yeah, oh, he knows look at that vein. Look at that vein. You have a vein <laughs> like that, huh? He'll just he'll, do, no, he'll, he'll like feel it. Drag out like a like a like a bench. <laughs> and some weights over, and while Seth is wrestling, he'll just be curling and like benching and all this stuff. He'll call Renee over, kiss it, kiss it. <laughs> oh dear God! Really quick, speaking of Renee, she got to comment be the, one of the commentators on Raw, and I thought she did a really good job. She I would did better than Coach has. I would done prefer ever. her over over Coach or Booker or Otunga or. Lawler. Yeah. Rise. <laughs> Who she's else? She's good at her job. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily her job, but I, I, she's she's really good, and they need to put her on more things. She's like common. She is. Well, not common. Like she was way better than like even Lita was at the Man Classic last year. Like I did not like Lita doing commentary. Is it Renee Young doing commentary for that this year? I think she is. I think so. I think so. Looking forward to that. Anyway, quick aside. <laughs> oh, well, I picked Seth. It'll be like his first big thing back. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like all three of us would have picked Ziggler if if Dean didn't hadn't yeah. returned on Monday. Yeah, um, I was gonna go. Yeah, this whole time I was I, like, eh, it's just gonna be Ziggler, whatever. But yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be Rollins winning, and him and Dean are gonna celebrate, and then they're gonna tag team against Ziggler and Drew for six weeks in a row. And then Dean will cost Seth the IC title in their rematch. Ziggles, Seth, rematch at whatever the next pay-per-view is. Hell in a Cell. Oh, who knows? Or the Australia show. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. I guess, uh, who, who knows? But I, think, I, think, I, think, I think Dean will turn heel at the next show. That's my, that's my guess. Yeah, I mean, speaking of trying to get the, give something to fans to pop for... Having Dean do something cool and Seth winning the championship is something the fans will uh, really pop for. They pop so hard for Dirty Deeds, and Dirty Dude. Deeds is like one of the most uncool finishers in WWE. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy crap. Like <laughs> One of the most protected so finishers in, in WWE. I don't know why. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am, however, from now on calling him Swolbro. Swole bros. <laughs> Which sounds like a Pokemon, but I'm sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it, it was intense how hard like like the fans kept popping over and over again because 
Seth didn't really hide it all that well that that was what was going to happen. Yeah. Like he came out and he's like, oh, I had some travel issues. What my travel issues? And it was like, oh, Dean Ambrose is coming. And then he says something else. I need a lunatic on my side. They get a little louder. Oh, Dean Ambrose is coming. And then there's music hits. <laughs> they get even louder. Still, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because. It felt great for him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird because like when Dean, when Dean Ambrose was gone, like he was gone for ages. He was. And and like I didn't miss him. Like I was never at at no point on Raw or SmackDown was I was I like man I really wish Dean was here, but then he returned and I was like holy shit like I like I was I I bought in you know like I didn't realize I missed him. <laughs> I missed him a little bit. I can't think of any like specific moments where I was like Dean would, like Dean would make this better, but it's good to have him back. He's one of those guys. I, I, he's still his. My, my favorite run of his was when he was uh, feuding with AJ Styles on SmackDown for the championship. That was so <laughs> Roberta's good. boy, James Ellsworth. <laughs> Any man with two hands can call an Uber and get himself home. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask like, why I'm dressed like a Mountie. Because he was on that like perfect line of like being like, being goofy yet also being like intimidating. Because there's that one awesome moment where he like walked out with Aunt Ellsworth and Styles in the ring and just walked out, gave a dirty deeds to James Ellsworth, and then yeah. walked out of the ring again. And that was so good. <laughs> I kind of hope he leans back into being like a psycho intimidating guy than being the goofball. I think him being hella jacked will kind of undercut some of his goofball tendencies. We'll see. But either way, I'm excited for that match. Um, next up, we have Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman. This one is strange to me because if Kevin Owens wins, then our original prediction, like back in still alive like back in may could happen where kevin owens cashes <laughs> yeah. in on roman reigns after defeating brock lesnar like that could happen and uh. I, I i i just don't know what like the money in the bank contract there's so many curveballs in this whole thing and what they actually want to do with braun Strowman because he's been you know pushed pretty heavily since the brand split two two full years ago Yet they've never really pulled the trigger yet. And I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger or not. I'm so and if Kevin Owens wins, then obviously they're not going to pull the trigger yet. But, but also, like, how? How does Kevin Owens win? Yeah. Well, the thing is, they've been doing this thing where Jinder and or Kevin wins by DQ or countout or you know. <laughs> Braun's literally never beaten either Kevin Owens or Jinder Mahal. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kevin technically won their Extreme Rules match by getting tossed out of the mm-hmm. cage to his death. Yeah. And the stipulation is, no matter how Kevin wins, if it's by DQ or count out, blah, 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 then he gets the contract. Yeah. So... Yeah. I don't think 
they're quite ready to pull the trigger on Braun Strowman, so I am going to go with Kevin Owens because I want to see my prediction come true. I actually picked Owens mostly because of that. Because I was like, it's still alive! It's a sign! <laughs> so, I went with Owens. <laughs> <sighs> still do it, Owens. Got it. The dream's alive. The dream is alive. I will brag endless, endlessly about picking that, that far oh, yeah. out. Oh, yeah. You would have bragging rights for about a year. I mean, it, it was a securitous, a securitous path to get there, <laughs> but, but it still happened. It's a lot Whenever better than your... we heard that uh, match was happening, we're like, it's still alive! <laughs> it's a lot better than your Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I stand behind that. All the elements were there. All the <laughs> elements were there. It was so weird. Anyway. <laughs> it's, it, that could still happen too. You don't know. Yeah. <sighs> pick and Nick. I have Kevin Owens circled, but I'm also very torn. Partially because I love Brown, but partially because we're being really boring and all picking the same people. <laughs> well, you picked Brian. Um. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stay with Kevin Owens. It it Braun never wins big matches. He's like the Velveteen Dream of Raw. <laughs> Who he's amazing but never wins. Spo- spoiler alert for for NXT. All right, I'm just kind of shocked we all picked Kevin. Okay. Um. <laughs> Bludgeons versus New Day. I'm just going with the Bludgeons because I don't care. I put oh, I actually picked New Day. I, I I hope New Day wins, and I hope they just send like uh, like end it, end the Bludgeon Brothers thing. It's been a massive bomb. No one cares. No one gives a shit. But the best thing they did. <laughs> the best thing they did was hit the TV so people on Twitter could edit it as a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, next up, I, I, I feel bad because I think this is going to be the pee break match. Is uh, Finn versus Baron Corbin. <sighs> Roberta's so triggered. So Honestly, triggered. this should be a kickoff show match. It kind of should. Their whole feud is barren, being like, Finn Balor is small. Yeah. It, I mean, this should I be agree. on the pre show. <laughs> yeah, swap Cedric and Gulak for Finn and Baron. I'm sorry, Finn. I'm so sorry. I love you. It's, no. not, it's not your fault. <laughs> so, I picked Finn in this match. Because last time Finn was in kind of a terrible feud with someone, and he won the first big match at the of the feud, I made the mistake of thinking that the that Bray Wyatt would get the next W, and then their feud <laughs> would continue. I'm not going to make that mistake again. What's the point of having Baron win the match? There's no point. Finn wins, please. Finn only Agreed. drops to Kane, brah. <laughs> <laughs> Though this is a really lame feud. I keep wanting to slap Corbin every time he's like, Finn's small, and I'm like, he kicked your ass, bro. 
he literally he beat you clean at Extreme Rules. Yeah. The like, only match I remember from Extreme Rules. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening in your head right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I also have Finn, but it was more of a 50-50 than anything. I don't care about these two at all. I will say, I will say, I kind of like the Constable Corbin character. Only for his backstage segments with Kurt Angle. He, he he's like he's like one of those like, like douchebag boot looking hall monitor characters like he, he is a hall monitor <laughs> he needs to wear a sash that says constable on it <laughs> and maybe get a little hat or something i don't know <laughs> but just like really steer into it that he's just like this guy who no one respects who was given an ounce of power it's a good character. There, there, there's legs there, and I think he plays it decently well. So yeah, I'm actually complimenting Baron Corbin on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's such a shit. <laughs> well, he, yeah, but well, that's, he, the, he, that's the point, though, and it's working yeah. for me. It's working he, for me. He's doing the he's doing the Shayna Baszler gimmick very well. Because mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler kind of acts like a an elementary school bully. And that's but, kind of what he is. But she's actually like legitimately kind of intimidating, and he isn't. <laughs> and now it's gone and back so to burying him Shayna Baszler is playing the bully character that people are actually afraid of and he's playing the mm-hmm. bully character people are like what, what are you doing dude come on <laughs> alright next up this is an interesting match Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey so I have a prediction for this it's probably not going to come true because none of my bold "Quote unquote bold predictions come true," but the correct me if I'm wrong. The Evolution show is in October. Yep. All right. So I feel like in the Evolution show, you're gonna need some some famous person from the past, some famous woman dresser from the past, to come back to the ring for a little while to draw more general fan interest. So I think. Alexa wins with the help of somebody we haven't seen on TV in ages. I don't know who. No idea who. The only issue is I feel like this person has to be a heel. Is Trish Stratus ever a heel? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the fans would pop for the, the fans would definitely pop for a Trish Stratus return. But I don't know if they would pop for a Trish Stratus heel return. I don't know. That's just what I think. I I, I, I think having a big marquee Ronda Rousey match for the championship evolution might do it. But but then there's going to be the Four Horsewomen match probably. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm still going to pick the last one. Owen just confused himself. <laughs> I did. I, I, I talked myself in a circle. <laughs> Worked yourself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> no, I, I think now it's time to just th- this. This is the time saver of the of the night. Just let Ra- let Ronda win. Make it three minutes. I think uh, Ale- I, we said this before. Alexa is like there's nothing you can do to like lower her stock. If she loses to anybody, it doesn't matter. Um. And Ronda should, business-wise, Ronda should be champion going into the Evolution pay-per-view. 
that's just like you know the the billboard it, that that's for the billboard her with the title just makes sense to me yeah, that's true i agree with Grimoire <laughs> nick <laughs> <I'm Pedronda. laughs> that's fair i <laughs> i think uh and now i'm all confused because owen got confused so but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna say i could i could see a scenario where alexa wins with the help of some famous women's wrestler from the past like she, did, like, no. she, like, she, like she did before with mickey james also i love how alexa just keeps like swapping out like lackeys <laughs> it's like it was mickey james for the longest time and then it was naya for a while and then it was mickey james again and now it's Alicia Fox. Despite that they had like the breakup angle with between Alexa and Mickey, they're just like friends again. I know. Well, the, well the, they, they were friends and then she called her. They had a feud where she was an old lady. You're an old lady. <laughs> and then they were just friends again when they did the brands. Whatever. It's, 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 it's. <laughs> all right. Next up, the smarkiest of the smarky matches that all the smarks are smarking out for. Smojo versus AJ Styles. I'm so <laughs> I picked Smojo for this match. I think they just announced on Twitter that AJ Styles now has like the longest title reign in SmackDown history. He's had it for a long time. I hope they feud for a long time. And Samoa Joe just kind of like brutalizing AJ Styles and winning the belt and then AJ trying to come back and beat Joe later would be a good angle I think it's simple but with these two guys a simple storyline is really all you need so Samoa Joe pick Joe too for the same reason and the crab will pop for whichever one wins yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I would be happy with either. I just want a good match. <laughs> I I picked AJ. Um, not 100% sure why. Just feeling AJ's run. I don't feel like... This kind of goes back to what we, how we opened the show. Talk about bodies. I don't mm. think... I don't know if Vince is ready to put the belt on fat guy. Joe's a bit of a fat guy. Well, Kevin Owens had the belt for a while. That, that, I mean, but he wears a you, shirt, but <laughs> <laughs> he wears you know, a shirt. It was so. the universal title. Roberta, they're different. <laughs> Kevin Owens is so wears... round; he needs to be the champion of the universe, not the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think my well, I think you want to keep the belt on AJ because in my brain, the best way to do this is to somehow have a triple threat with AJ, Joe, and Miz, and Miz taking the belt off AJ gets him more heat than him taking the belt off Joe. Mm. This is me fantasy booking Brian versus Miz at Mania for the belt. Oh, yeah. You're, Miz going in as champion. You're, you're, this you're is, fantasy this booking is the, deep into the future. This is the <laughs> genesis of that. And you're, and you're fantasy booking crystal ball deep into the future. Yeah. I'm always wrong, by the way. <laughs> oh, me, me too. Except I for Shinsuke, if, except for Shinsuke winning the Royal Rumble, I will always Look. hang my head on that. Yeah. Now, if this uh, <laughs> if this Kevin Owens thing comes to pass, then 
I'll have one. That I'm like, yes. Hey, we both will <laughs> have w- one. Then we'll have to make you an actual taco We hadn't even belt. talked to each other about it. I was like, oh my god, I think we're thinking the same thing. <laughs> yes. Alright, and then we have maybe the end of the never-ending story that is Roman versus Brock Lesnar. That's what I titled the last episode of the podcast. But <laughs> the Roman, can, Roman versus Brock Lesnar, the never-ending story. Can Brock come down to the ring on the giant white Lion dog I was thing from Never Ending Story. Once Roman Reigns wins, he could leave the ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> like Brock can come in on it, and then Roman be like, "Ha, fuck you! I'm taking your dragon too." <laughs> and then, uh, and then Brock Lesnar tearfully yells at Paul Heyman as he sinks into the swamp or something. <laughs> <laughs> the mist comes up. And the mist goes down and Brock's gone. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. we, we, His we, magazine we, uh, is left in the ring. <laughs> On Doors and Magazine. <laughs> it's like Undertaker's clothes. <laughs> Anyhow. That's almost as good as uh, Randy Orton is the heiress. <laughs> he is, though. They talk to him. He understands. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Roman versus Brock. We talked about this uh, quite a bit on our last uh, episode. I have to admit, I was intrigued by the Roman Paul Hagman segment until he pepper sprayed him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was very intrigued by it. I thought it would have been really, really interesting if he handed him that note and said that thing in Samoan that, that only people who know what it means can understand, <laughs> and that the audience would have to like, Google it to understand, <laughs> and just leave it at that. That would have been intriguing and had some like you know, mystery leading into the match of SummerSlam. It would have been cool. But no, he just pepper sprayed him in the face, and then Brock came out and beat the shit out of Roman like, like he does. Remember when like he got like no. handcuffed and then he beat the shit out of him while he was handcuffed? Then he did it after he <laughs> was blinded. He just does that. It's his thing. <laughs> that's exactly what happened before the WrestleMania match, which because this match is exactly the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same. The only added element is that there's a Money in the Bank contract out there. That's the only thing that makes this match different from WrestleMania. Yeah. The the intrigue of Roman Reigns turning heel is now gone. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they didn't do it. Just leave the possibility open for like a week. They, they put the, the gun on the, the mantle and then took it down. The also, children, his only fans. <laughs> what would have happened if he just like, Paul Heyman's like, imagine universal champion Roman Reigns, uh, I, I'm your advocate now. And he sh- puts his hand out. What if Roman was just like, yeah, and just shakes his hand. What happens? Paul Heyman's like, uh... Pepper spray! Pocket sand! <laughs> Pocket sand! Pocket <laughs> sand! That was his backup plan. He had sand in his pocket. <laughs> anyway, this match is hard to, to deal with because of the contract, when the bank contract situation especially when we don't know who is going to have it by the time the match starts. 
So, assuming there's no cash in, Roman has to win it this time, right? Like, he has to. I could see a scenario where Braun beats Kevin and just walks into the match as a triple threat from the get-go. Seems like a very Braun thing to do. It does, doesn't it? I could see, I, I could see that, but then that would kind of undercut everything they've been trying to do. I say trying with italics because it hasn't really been working. I mean, they've gotten the fans, they've gotten us to all really, really hate Brock Lesnar a lot. Like, I hate this guy, I want him gone. But not for the reasons, like, not for, I, I don't hate him because Paul Heyman pepper sprayed Roman Reigns and he gave him a couple F5s. I hate him because the company is like, oh, he's going to be the longest reigning champion ever, and he's only going to defend his title five goddamn times. <laughs> so, I was just, just please just let Roman win and let, let it be done. I agree with everything that was just said. <laughs> I, think I, might talk, I think I might talk too much. I rant too much. <laughs> then you guys have anything to say. I'm a terrible host. I mean, you, you gave us more of the floor for the the Peyton Royce segment. That's true. That's true. No, I like it would be really it would be super cool. Like my smarky best case scenario would definitely be Brock wins and then Kevin Owens cashes in as the savior we we don't deserve. Oh my god. Kind of situation. Yeah. Because like that, it would it would be perfect, but no, I think they're just gonna give Roman the belt, and there's gonna be no cash in. I think that's 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 the WWE way. That's the WWE guarantee. Well, and I <laughs> and and I think that lends more to the idea that Kevin will get the contract if there's if if, if we're thinking no cash in, then Kevin has to have it. Because if Braun has it, he is cashing in no matter what, is what he said, unless he's a liar. But how funny would it be if out of character? How funny would it be if Braun kept the contract and then cashed in during Brock Lesnar's entrance and won the title before the match started? Oh my! <laughs> and God, and Roman Reigns just stands in title match. <laughs> and Roman Reigns just stands in the ring like, "Fuck, bro." <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, I'm I'm sad they didn't do our idea where like Bond was just walking around with a referee at all times, <laughs> hoping should Brock Lesnar would show up. And he he should like, have had like Earl Hebner on a on a leash, <laughs> like James Ellsworth, but with the referee. <laughs> It'd be so good. It'd be so good. Anyway, so you're thinking no cash in? Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I, I, you I gotta have like, more intrigue for Roman Reigns in the future. It's true. It's true. Kevin Owens wouldn't. Kevin Owens wouldn't want to beat Roman Reigns after he won the belt. He'd want to wait till Roman Reigns was destroyed by some other means. He would still be he's tired, too, though. He's too sneaky. He's a imagine, sneaky imagine snake. how a how angry. Of like how many F five? Three. 
Didn't he? Did he kick out of like six at WrestleMania? I think so. I think the F five is like the most. Is the, is four. like the. Oh, okay, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Over <laughs> under four and a half. F fives. Yeah. Over. Over four and a half. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go over. Imagine this. How what is, mad what the fans would be an F5 with this. Look like? Well, it's it's just a, it's just a, it's just a gambling <laughs> thing. So there's no you can't like, like there's no like time. You can't be even. Yeah, exactly. Half an F5 is what EC3 did to Velveteen Dream when he threw him in the pool. <laughs> so I, I, I have a hilariously a hilarious scenario that probably wouldn't happen. I think this scenario is more likely to happen than Kevin cashing in on Brock is Roman wins and then Kevin comes out to cash in and then Roman beats Kevin clean after the match. Imagine. Imagine oh. the booze. Imagine it. And then he breaks out a martini glass and like and like sifts all the smart tears. He's like, "Oh, they're so sweet." (laughs) (laughs) Would they dare do that? Like the smartiest paper in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, would they dare? No, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do that. There would be riots in the streets. (laughs) I think that's more likely to happen though than. Brock winning and him like on the ground hugging the title and then all of a sudden Kevin Owens flies in with a frog splash and catches it on him <laughs> How all heroically. How wonderful would that be? He falls from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> he propels down just like ha <laughs> <laughs> And so as as per usual this uh, our picks will hinge on a couple of key matches. Um, yeah. Hopefully we won't really have to see Brock Lesnar around after this match, but so we thought at Mania, so and this match is exactly the same as Mania. It's exactly the same. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's move on to NXT Takeover. Uh, thank God, I love NXT Takeover. <laughs> it's so good every time, and it's so short. It's like just the best little three-hour wrestling show you're ever gonna watch. Uh, first match, Velveteen Dream versus EC3. This is this is risky because of his track record. Velveteen Dream has to win a big match at some point. And I feel like EC3's gimmick can definitely... His character and gimmick can definitely suffer one loss. So EC3 will lose to Velveteen Dream because Dream is perfect and needs to win a goddamn match once. Just once. I don't count Cassius Hunter. That doesn't count. <laughs> Cassius Hunter doesn't count. Sorry. It's weird how they've used EC3 so far because he's like a he's like a better but also shittier Bobby Roode. Like I don't like I don't. Do Do you guys feel the same? I kind of feel like he's he's like both better and worse than Bobby Roode like was in NXT. He is a more he's like he's a funnier. funnier. He's a yeah, it's a funnier Bobby Roode. Like his, he's like he's just a different take on Bobby Roode's character, NXT character, because he was like more like serious dick, and EC3 is more like funny dick. If that makes any sense. <laughs> wait, wait. What was, I would say if our podcast was super popular, just wait for all the sound bites of me just saying serious dick. <laughs> <laughs> if, 
Too bad you don't have like a soundboard, <laughs> like a radio show. I actually picked green. Oh. Dangerous. I'm probably gonna live I to know. regret it. I I picked EC3. I I I kind of said that out loud earlier. I feel you did. Um, so spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I'm my. So, sorry uh, to go into more fantasy book, long-term fantasy booking by Nick. That's the, that, that's my spin-off podcast. Long-term fantasy booking. It's your, it's your yeah. own little segment. <laughs> no, I'm, we'll I'm have thinking... a segment. It's just like now, long-term fantasy booking with Nick. <laughs> it's like an NPR voice. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Honestly, I I, I think I think they're gonna do we need, like music. Like, just like I think Velveteen Dream's gonna be like. I think he's gonna turn into a more serious version of himself after. Like like I think that's a good way to go. After him losing all these matches. I like him I think no matter where he takes his character, it will be good. Patrick Clark is one of the best in the company. He's excellent. I think I say this every time we talk about Velveteen Dream on this podcast. Future WWE champion. He's like, like if he's he a license not, to print money. If he is, if he is not the WWE champion in like the next eight years, something went wrong. Yeah, because he's probably one of the most talented wrestlers I've ever seen. I I haven't been watching for all that long, but he's incredible in every way. Let's move on to the undisputed era versus Mustache Mountain. Um, I've got Undisputed Era. Yeah, I, I said it, I, we were chatting a bit before the podcast started, and I, I have no time for Mustache Mountain. Like, I like Tyler Bate. I think he's a good wrestler. I think it's hilarious that eventually someone's going to call him Master Bate. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, no. Undisputed <laughs> Era. I do hope, my one hope for this match is that um, like you said, Tyler Bate is really good. I think Tyler Bate is really good, and him kind of being attached to Trent Seven, not Sven. I was going to say Sven. Trent Seven is Sven not, is not the best. <laughs> yeah. So I I kind of saw some you know seeds of a potential Trent Seven turn on Tyler Bate in their last match. I'm probably reading way too into too much into things like I normally do. Um, yeah, either way, Undisputed is winning. I kind of hope that Tyler Bate can kind of do his own thing after this, but we will see. Then we've got Adam Cole versus Ricochet for the North American Championship. This one is tough. It's very tough. I am going to stick with. Adam Cole, baby. Don't forget the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went with Ricochet because uh, I don't really have a reason. Uh, I don't have have a reason for Adam Cole either. Either that, other than Ricochet is awesome, and I'm just feeling it. <laughs> Those are my reasonings. 
Either way, uh, it's uh, going to be a great match. So I'm I'm thinking Ricochet, uh, because I think that they're turning the North American title into what the Intercontinental Championship used to be. Um, which is you win the IC title, you drop it, and then you go into the main event. And spoiler alert for the main event of NXT TakeOver 4, but I think Adam Cole is going to be feuding with the winner of that person Ooh. Um, when it's over. Whoa, okay. 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 Also, I love Ricochet. I do. I, I he should win every guys. match forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do shooting star presses to the outside? Oh my god! <laughs> all the time. Ladders. All day, every day. Moonsault off. Moonsault off. Off of a falling ladder, to the outside. One of his. One of the first things when he did was just. just <laughs> uh, next up, we have a rematch. Like, Hi, I'm Ricochet. <laughs> Watch me do crazy things. <laughs> So we have a rematch of the May Young Classic Finals, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Um, I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler just for the sake of them having an even record, the one and one against each other. And then did, do they not have a second on. match yet? I don't think so. I can't think I of one. God, that match was ages ago. Yeah, I, I think this is their first singles match since the finals of the main classic. They might have been in a multi-person match together at some point. I don't think they were. There was a fatal four-way. I don't think Baszler, I don't think Baszler was in that match. Are you talking about the Ember Moon, Nikki Cross, uh, Peyton Royce, uh, Harry Sane match? Uh, it was, yeah, the one that was like weirdly short. Yeah, that was at War Games, I believe. Yeah, it was working. I remember the two. I remember the two rings thing. Yeah. How about you, Nick? I am. I put Kyrie Sane. I. I think I think uh, Shayna Baszler is. It, I think it's time to, for her to move on to the main roster. Join the uh, all women's TV show. Be on Evolution. Mm. That's what they'll call it, probably. All women show that doesn't exist that we booked for a long time. My, yeah, our hypothetical all women show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, so if that happens, we all get get some cred for that. <laughs> we predicted that like one of our first episodes ever was our Mayan Classic episode, and we talked about it on that episode. So I wonder if they. Yeah, I, I just think that Shayna Baszler is she's really good. Maybe, <laughs> maybe who knows. Oh, that's a good idea. And last up, we've got Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano, number three. If you listen to Tommaso Ciampa, it's only number two because the first match didn't count because it was unsanctioned, which, as all really, really good heels do, they kind of have a point. Kind of has a point. <laughs> it was unsanctioned, sure. so technically it doesn't go in the mm-hmm. record books. Uh, this is a tough one, but I'm going to stick with Champa the champ. I am too, because I think he's doing a wonderful job. <laughs> I kind of. Anyway, I'm 
little while longer. It's really weird because they're this feud. It's like one of the first times in a long time I can think of that it's gone on for a long, long time, and I'm just like, don't end yet. Don't, yeah, come back. <laughs> Why don't you do the Seamus Cesaro best of seven series, guys? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I picked I picked Gargano. Just because he's the face and he lost last time. That's kind of it. Uh they they always do amazing things, so I'm expecting something amazing to happen for the in in this. Oh yeah. Gargano wins. Yeah, the, the one of the reasons I'm going with Champa is because one of the reasons that Tommaso is currently champion is because Gargano fucked up, and that he ha- and that his his punishment for fucking up super hard is being in a title match <laughs> doesn't seem right. So how very Roman Reigns of you, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> <laughs> Falling up. And I mean, as we know, this was originally supposed to be a triple threat match, but even if it were a triple threat match, I don't think Gargano would win. I don't know. It's just like Gargano's kind of going down this like darker path because Tommaso Ciampa's driving him insane. Slowly insane. Mm -hmm. And I think he needs to suffer some kind of consequences for costing Oscar Black the championship. So... I, I, I can't remember what did uh, what did Matthew Matthew of Botchermania tweeted uh, during the the second match the last time they wrestled it was like in order to beat Tommaso Ciampa Johnny Gargano had to become the Ciampa but he flew too close to the sun <laughs> <laughs> to beat the Ciampa you must become the Ciampa <laughs> or it, it, this is probably a tagline for some like horrible 80s like horror film in order to catch a psycho killer you must become a psycho killer <laughs> that's a uh, dexter oh. that's, that's the plot to yeah. dexter kind of kind of yeah maybe like the first three seasons yeah, yeah. before everything fell off the rails now season four is good then it yes off. okay first four yeah. seasons i didn't even like continue well, it happens after you can just you can just <laughs> in your mind canon say that Rita dies and then Dexter disappears and then the show is yeah. over. I, I decided to do a head canon. Spoiler oh yeah, alert spoiler alert! Is, um, no, I, I'm still I'm still very bitter that I <laughs> watched That's the all ending of, of the show. I yeah. So quickly thing about Dexter. End it. <laughs> With Rita dying at the end of season four, or the end of season six, instead of Deb shooting LaGuerta, Deb needs to shoot Dexter. That's Boom, how you credits. end the series. Or if you wanted to be it, wanted to be mean like The Sopranos, just have a hear a gunshot. Over. Can't be like The Sopranos where it ends mid sent. 